Are you ready to discover and unlock your full potential in God? Are you ready to release the power of God in your life? Or do you sense that purpose and destiny are beckoning you to take a leap of faith? If so, continue to listen to this episode. I want to welcome you to Conversations with Chris. I am your host, Christian T. Howell Sr. I'm going to share uncompromising truth and amazing insights as we partner with God on our journey to wholeness, purpose, and to pursue our callings and passion. Take a listen and please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I've got some exciting updates to share with you. See you in just a few minutes. Well, hello, and welcome to this episode of Conversations with Chris. Of course, I'm your host, Christian T. Howell Sr., and I want to thank you for giving me a few of your precious moments today. I know that your time is valuable, you're on the clock, you're rushing, you're going to and fro, and so I don't take it lightly that we get to spend quality minutes together. Trust me, I value your time, and so I want to say thank you. Listen, do me a favor before we begin. Can you share this episode? Share the whole uh, uh, podcast. Invite a friend, a family member, a neighbor, someone you know whose life needs to be enhanced and let them know that it's time for another exciting episode of Conversations with Chris. This is going to be amazing. And before we begin, I want to give a awesome shout out to Charlie Davis Motors in Montgomery, Alabama. Listen, if you've got a dream of riding, they have a method of providing. You want to check them out, Charlie Davis Motors in Montgomery, Alabama. It's a place where everybody rides. But let's get to this thing that we want to talk about today. So grab your pen, your paper, your notepad, your Android, your iPhone, whatever you have, type it out. But you want to take notes because we are going to lean further into our conversation on relationships. That's right. We're going to talk more about relationships. I believe there's so much more that we have to do. And so I want you to really lean into this and get ready. And I pray that as we're doing this, your life is being transformed. I don't want you just listening to be listening, but hear the voice behind the voice and apply what's needed I pray that you're getting the necessary skills, the necessary revelation, the necessary interpretation that will give you a strategy to enhance your relationship that God has set in front of you. Listen, relationships are valuable. It's the one thing that can last a lifetime. And so we got to make sure that we handle them properly and view them properly, invest in them properly, and then learn at the end of the day what to do with them properly. So we've been talking about relationships. Well, it's not a shocker. We have turned the corner on a pandemic and we have been holed up in houses. We've had to barricade ourselves in to protect ourselves from a deadly virus. Listen, it has been an amazingly rough and challenging season for most people on the earth. We've been isolated. We've had to be withdrawn. We've had to be secluded. We've not had a lot of fellowship. We've not had social stimulation. We've done most things through digital, through technology. 
And don't get me wrong, thank God for technology. But at the end of the day, we miss relationships. Even God said it's not good for man to be alone. That's right. It's not God's ideal plan for mankind to be alone. We need to be in relationship. We talked the last episode about what did you say? And the essence of it was we have to speak to our relationships. We got to watch our communication. So much hinges upon our communication and relationships that oftentimes we're not aware we're living out what we said. Let me say that again. We're eating the fruit of our lips. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so what we decree in our relationships, it actually comes to pass. Which is why in a heated moment, a rough moment, a miserable moment, any emotional moment, we have to be very careful what we say because we may have to eat it later or in our future. But this week, I want to spend some time talking about an equally uh, powerful aspect of communication, and that's nonverbal communication. This is going to be good. So many times uh, uh, we focus on what we say that we forget that everything that we do sends a message. It's like crying and smiling at the same time frame. Have you ever walked upon someone doing that? Well, it's a little confusing because you're hearing two different messages at the same time. That's right. Everything that we do sends a message. And oftentimes it becomes confusing and relationships become uh, 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 discombobulated because we're sending two different messages. Our mouths may be saying one thing, but our body, our lives, the way we carry ourselves and present ourselves may be saying something totally different. You know, the Bible is always absolutely correct and it has plenty of information about it. Even when it came to Paul talking to the church at, at Corinth, he said um, in, in chapter, the second book, but chapter three, verse two said, ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. Now, let me say that again. Over, over in second Corinthians, he told them that you are our epistle. But he also says known and read of all men. In other words, Paul was telling them that, that people are watching you, but they're reading you at the same time frame. They're, they're, everything you do sends a message. And, and so people know whose you are. They know where you are, not just based off what you say out of your mouth, but come on, people can read what you do and how you carry yourself. Let's talk just for a few moments. When you're happy, you put on a certain clothing, it sends a message. When you're upset, having a bad day, you dress a certain way and it sends a message. When you're having a conversation with someone, you cross your arms, your eyes go all over the room, it sends a message. When you're having a conversation with someone, they're talking to you intently and you're looking on your phone, you're scrolling, you're typing on your phone. Come on, that sends another message. It's oftentimes that we say, I'm in this with you. But OMG, our nonverbal communication says something totally different. But what about when you want to know 
if you should engage a person, if you, if you should transact with a person, or even worse, you're the entrepreneur, you're the business owner, and people want to know, should I invest? Should I purchase from them? I want to tell you that relationship may be totally hinged upon the message you send verbally, yeah, and non-verbally. You see, let's go through the Bible just a little bit, and I want to show you how powerful non-communication is, non-verbal communication. Everything sends a message. You remember back in the garden, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, somewhere around verses 8 through 10, Adam and Eve had just partook of the forbidden fruit. Doesn't say what the fruit was, but they had partaken of it. Eve gave to Adam. Adam did eat. But after that, they took action. It's over in verse 8 where it says they heard the voice of the Lord and Adam and his wife hid themselves. Not only did they hid themselves, they had covered themselves. Do you not know that because they hid and covered, it sent a message? God could, come on, let's, we preach over this, we teach over this, this has been taught for generations. Nobody said that they were shamed. Nobody said they were, uh, that they, they had these emotions. Nobody ever said that. But because of their actions, their actions gave a message and it was loud and clear. They later said that they heard divorce and they were afraid, but God knew they were afraid and you knew they were afraid before they ever opened their mouth. That's right. Before they opened their mouth, they ran and hid. That running and hiding was a form of communication. They didn't have to say they were afraid. They didn't have to say they were ashamed. They didn't have to say they were confused or embarrassed. The mere fact that they ran and hid, it sent a message. I'm trying to make sure you clearly understand that everything you do sends a message to someone. If, come on, Jonah, very similar scenario, clearly was in a dialogue with his creator. The creator, being God, told him, go to Nineveh. Jonah didn't outright say no, but his actions, come on, he jumped on a boat and went the other directions. Do you not know that out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth speaks? But listen, we've learned that the heart is desperately wicked. And so sometimes your speech betrays you. You're saying one thing, but you're doing another. And we've got to start becoming congruent with ourselves. We have to become authentic. We've got to really uh, uh, become, um, 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 we got to become uh, uh, not just congruent, but we got to make sure that we are whole. If we say something, we mean something. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so Adam and Eve, upon hearing the voice of God, because they were in relationship with God, when they took the actions of running and hiding and covering themselves, well, it told God everything he needed to know. He, he come on, he came down to have communion. He came down to have fellowship. He said, we're in relationship together. But OMG, they're hiding. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you had to hide from people because you didn't want to send them the wrong message? 
Come on. That's why sometimes it's hard for people to go to church. That's why, because they're afraid people may really see what I really don't want to say. It's hard to go and partner with some businesses because if I go through the door, inevitably to say something with my body or my life that I'm not trying to offend people. Let, let's look at a couple of other scenarios. Do you remember when Jacob gave his son, Joseph, a coat of many colors? That's over in Genesis 37. Amazingly, Joseph receiving the coat of many colors sent a message to Joseph and to his brothers. Now, this is where we're going to spend a few moments. You see, it's not directly said what the coat of many colors said to everyone else. Sure, we can do proper diligence and search the scriptures and learn that it represented favor or it represented a blessing. But everyone didn't get the same message, nor did they receive the same message and especially they did not react the same way to the same message. However, the father sent a strong message to everyone by giving a specific person a coat of many colors. Many of you have been like Joseph. God has favored you. He's blessed you. He's had his hand upon your life. And you have received favor like none other. You are trying to figure out why do I have haters? Why are people despising me? Why are people envious of me? Why are they jealous of me? Well, maybe you should understand that the giving of favor sends a message. God is no respect of persons, but he is a God of principles. And so it's possible that when God gives favor, he sends a message that everyone must receive. And so Joseph got the message that I received a coat of many colors. I am favored. My father loves me. He loved all of his sons. But Joseph was the chosen one. And hear me, chosen ones. I want you to really understand this. That being favored, blessed and highly favored, as we often say, it sends a message that you may not be aware that others are receiving. Because while Joseph got the message that he was blessed and highly favored, his brothers got the message that he was preferred over them. You see, non-communication, non-verbal communication, it is powerful, but not everyone responds in a healthy manner. That is, wow, that is so just amazing to realize that when we send non-verbal communication, it sends a clear message without moving our mouths. But even beyond that, everyone who receives or can see it can get a message we're not responsible for the message that people get but my friend you and i we clearly are responsible for communicating the message that we want others to receive like hannah who moved not her mouth but her prayer was heard it represented her posture it represented her faith her belief like, like the friends in the New Testament who would tear a roof off the house to get a sick friend to Jesus. Their actions sent Jesus a clear message that got his attention. You see, 
we've got to make sure we have to make sure in this season that in our relationships that we mean what we say and we say what we mean, not just what comes out of our mouth, but what comes out of our life as well. You understand that to the married, to those in relationships, romantic type relationships. When we say someone is priority, when we say someone matters the most, but with our life and our calendar and our bank account, it shows everything else. Maybe you understand now why they don't feel, come on, they don't feel what you're saying because you're saying it, but you're also saying something else. Come on. It's parents with children. We say you're the apple of our eye. You mean the word I'm totally investing in your future. However, when the child asks, can I get some training? I want to be a ballerina. I want to be a, a, a tiger. I want to be a, a, a golf expert. We won't invest any money into it. Do you realize your lack of acting sends a clear message? I know with our mouth we said, give me time. Let me think about it. Let me process it. But our delay and our inactivity sends a message that I don't know if we realize we're shaping our kids and it's happening from our lives. When we get this revelation, I think we get it that everything we do sends a message. And so Paul said it right. You are an epistle. You are, you, you're read and known amongst all men. Everything you do sends a message. My question today is if you're a believer, what message are you sending to a dying world? When you look like the world, when you talk like the world, when you act like the world, when you live like them, what message are you really sending? When, 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 when you respond to problems the same way they respond to problems, when challenges and obstacles coming your way and you do all of the extra things, as they say, you do the most. What message are you sending when that supervisor comes in and challenges you to be more productive? What message are you sending that your mouth does not say, but when your supervisor leaves, you slouch in your chair, you get up, go on an extended lunch break, you're saying a message. And I want to ask you, is the message we send compatible with the harvest we want? You see, my friends, we are supposed to be on assignment. Our relationships are byproducts of that assignment. It is impossible to grow something without feeding it. And so if I'm going to feed negativity, if I'm going to feed hostility, if I'm going to feed neglect, if I'm going to feed harsh tones and rhetoric, you do know I'm either killing the relationship or I'm causing toxicity to grow in the relationship. But the Bible even says a soft word turns away. And so if we can send a soft word, a soft look, a kind gesture, I'm reminded of the parable of the Good Samaritan. We don't know what everyone said, but we are clear based off of their actions. Some saw the person in need and walked on the other side. 
what a powerful message that believer sent. He's, he, he clearly demonstrated his priorities. Listen, I feel, I feel that the father wants you to really understand where your heart is, your treasure is. It's not just enough to talk about it. You've got to live what you're saying because in relationships, actions matter. Let me explain to everyone who's been betrayed, to everyone who's been dropped, to everyone who's been wounded, to everyone that's been abandoned. It wasn't the words that caused that wound. No, it was the actions that sent the message. You probably could have taken it easier if you would have heard the words, but unfortunately you had to watch it. You, that, that was an epistle. You read the words of their behavior and their action. And what you saw, what you experienced, what you lived through caused a wound. I'm trying to simply tell you that you can build and tear down relationships. Come on, all based off of how we release nonverbal communication. The Bible talks about in a very tough passage to use at this point. But the Bible talks about over in Proverbs 6, a worthless person or a wicked man. For those who want to look at it, I understand I don't always give all the scripture. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. One translation says a worthless person, a wicked man goes about with crooked speech, winks his eyes, signals with his feet, points with his fingers. What? Let me read that from the King James. It says a naughty person, a wicked man walketh with a forward mouth. He winketh with his eyes. He speaketh with his feet. He teacheth with his fingers. 14 talks about forwardness is in his heart. He devises mischief continually. He soweth discord. Now, let me unpack that before we end this episode today, I want you to understand that it says you can tell by what's in his mouth where he's at, but also said his personality, he winketh with his eye. The way he winks his eye sends a message. Come on. Someone has ever winked at you romantically. You can tell the difference from a romantic wink and a wink when someone has a feather or dust in their eye. Come on, let's be mature here. He speaketh with his feet. He tells his priorities. He tells his agenda. He tells his motive by what he does and where he chooses to go. It also says he teaches with his fingers. Who is he teaching? He's teaching those that are observing. In other words, what you do with your hands, your feet, your eyes, they all are forms of and tools of communication. If you wonder why people are responding a certain way, check your communication. It may be that in a season we finally learned, let's not just listen with our ears. Somebody said, I'm going to listen with my eyes. Come on. Not just with my ears. I'm going to listen with my eyes. Come on. Let's say that again. I'm not just going to listen with my ears. I'm going to listen with my eyes. I'm no longer going to just deny what I see. What I see sends me a powerful message. 
I'm no longer going to just put it aside and brush it off when I know what I see to be true, when I see it's relevant, and when I see the same thing over and over again. As a matter of fact, I told everyone beginning of this relationship teaching that this is the season that God is trying relationships. He's allowing them to be laid bare and to see all the motives, intent, and the real heartbeat of everyone in the relationship. I want to tell you, what God shows you, do not ignore it in this season. Let me say that again. What God shows you, do not ignore it. I believe many people have been listening for God and not looking at God. You ask and you pray. You've been asking for clarity. You've been asking for guidance. You've been asking, should you stay? Should you go? Should you connect or should you disconnect? Well, my friend, I want to tell you today, God has spoken. He's highlighted their actions, their behavior. And unfortunately, it doesn't always line up with their words. But I think after hearing today, you get the revelation that nonverbal communication is just as important, if not more important, yes, than verbal communication. Just think of this. The same people that cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, cried, crucify him, crucify him. You see, God had to look beyond and discern beyond their verbal communication to understand what's the real message they were sending. You see, relationships matter to God. But at the end of the day, anything that takes you closer to him, it is healthy. But my friend, anything that pulls you away from him, it is unhealthy. And we've got to learn to open our eyes and not just listen with our ears, but really say, thank you, Father, that the scales have been removed from my eyes and I can see so much clearly. You know the song, Now That the Rain Is Gone. My friend, enjoy your relationships. Take time, invest in them. But don't neglect what you hear with your eyes. We will see you next week with another edition of Conversations with Chris. Be blessed. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Conversations with Chris podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can visit www.christianthowell.com for more information concerning books, blogs, information on spiritual growth and development, and even some of the services we provide, such as coaching, therapy, and deliverance sessions. Also, you can find more information about all that we do at www.overcomersmovement.org. Listen, we are everywhere on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Just look for Apostle Chris or look for Overcomers Movement. Look, I enjoyed this time with you today. Before we leave, please take a moment at the end and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. If this session has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend, spread the word, tell them that Conversations with Chris is happening every week. Listen, our hearts are for you. You are born of God. You are an overcomer. You have the victory and we'll see you next week. Take care.